the key question has got to be one of security because open banking is all very well and all very fantastic, but if it's not secure, things are going to go horribly wrong horribly quickly. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, this is you know whether we're talking about the retail consumer space or the corporate space for open banking. This is highly sensitive data, and this is you know our financial um, security that we're talking about. If if open banking does go wrong, and I think. You know, there have been a number of significant breaches in the financial services market outside of open banking. It's, it's perhaps a matter of time before we see something in this space too. Well, I always fall back on, on the old joke that there are two types of company, those that have been hacked and those that haven't noticed. So there are things that can be done and, and there are things that you have to get right. And one of the things that people don't talk about is the plumbing is actual physical infrastructure. So how important is that? Well, it is definitely a key part of the security play. You know, there are are many stacks to the technology solutions that are out there in in financial services generally and that are being built in open banking. But, you know, where we focus in on at Equinix as a data centre operator on a global scale, we focus in on the, the physical environment, you know, where you're building technology and the physical interconnection. So how are you going to exchange the data with the ecosystem that you're building um, and how are you going to make sure that you have control over that um, ever-expanding perimeter and an ever-expanding um, attack surface? Well, the thing is that you're going to have umpteen different people trying to connect to these data centres who guards them? Who who watches over what they do and, and ensures that their security is satisfactory as well? Because if I'm a bank offering a basic service and I've got apps and APIs out the wazoo, how do I connect to these people? How do I do it securely? How do I make sure they're inside the umbrella? Well, that is an interesting question. I think um, within the realms of PSD2 and open banking, um, the third-party providers that you know, banks are obliged to share the data with, um, they are regulated entities. But it is a good question. A lot of those um, uh, entities are cloud-based by nature. Um, we're looking at the fintech community to provide some creativity, um, the agility to actually bring um, solutions to market quickly. And you know, naturally, that world of cloud is is still being understood by a lot of people, including the regulators. And so whilst there, there is a regulatory element to you know, how and, and who we share the information with, um, I, I think you know, there will be adjustments over time as, as we learn some lessons going forward. Is the move to the cloud inevitable? And does it bring any specific benefits? Well, I, th- I think first off, cloud means many things. Um, somebody once said to me, you know, cloud is just somebody else's data center. And, and I think that's something that we should bear in mind. You know, we There is still off, going to be a physical data center a, somewhere. A data center, there's still a computer. So we used to have computers sitting on our desks. Um, now we, we typically don't. Um, but ultimately, it, it's not a fluffy cloud. There is a physical environment somewhere. And somebody owns that hardware and is running that and keeping it up for you. And so cloud is not just immediately we typically think of the big players in the public space. So the public cloud providers like Microsoft Azure or Amazon Web Services or Google Cloud or Oracle Cloud. Um, But equally in the financial services, there's a lot of private cloud being built as well and just making the most of virtualized environments that have the capabilities to, to deliver some of the more agile services that are needed uh, in, 
in the innovation space, whether that be data analytics, you know, artificial intelligence, machine learning. So without some form of cloud platform, these kind of use cases, particularly around machine learning, for example, are just never going to happen without a virtualized computing environment. It does seem to me that, that, that it's going to be the case that we're working towards making things simpler and easier and, and more attractive for the end user, whether that's a retail end user or a corporate end user. Yeah. But we're adding layer upon layer upon layer of complexity at the back end. Yes. And I, I think that's, that's the challenge, right, is that we are trying to deliver something that is seamless. And as a consumer myself, going onto the apps on my phone, I'm comparing my banking service um, or my uh, online shopping experience to the other apps that I have on my phone. I'm comparing them to social. I'm in comparing them to some of the news searches. And, you know, those huge players, you know, we often talk about the gaffer, they've been investing in digital platforms from the outset. They don't have the legacy that we're often working with in the banking sector. And those guys know how to deliver a real-time service that really does perform. And that's, that's the challenge for the industry, I think, is to come up with the solutions, but to make it seamless. As you said, the back end might be messy as anything, but I don't want to know that. <laughs> you say the, the major players in, in search and in, in online shopping, for example, have deliver a seamless service. They might deliver a seamless service now, mm-hmm. but is open banking and, and, and that online experience where they were, for example, 10 years ago when they were making mistakes? And I don't want somebody making a mistake with my bank account. Yes, I, I think that's, you know, that's where we're at. This is... That's fairly, not encouraging. <laughs> well, I'm not saying that it's an insecure setup that we have for open banking, but I, I think there are a couple of areas that um, that that we might question when looking at some of the plumbing that goes on behind it. And the first thing that you know, I would say is open banking, particularly in the EU, is, is built across the internet. So the regulation stated you have to open up certain data points via an open API and they have to be available free of charge. Um, and so naturally, free people start thinking about internet. And, and I would really question that because when you're building these applications, which ultimately, as we've said, you and I are going to be using on our mobile phones, they need to work seamlessly. Um, and we need to have a really robust infrastructure behind that that is resilient, that has quality of service SLAs, and, and that we can depend on. And that is not something that the internet can always deliver. It has a lot of uses, but for production-grade applications, it isn't always the right choice, particularly when we're talking about quite a complex value chain behind the scenes that is integrating cloud-based applications, legacy applications. Um, And so what we're seeing is um, a questioning of that plumbing, particularly when we start looking at some of the corporate use cases, going, actually, open banking is going to be plumbed in to ERP systems. And how are we going to make that happen securely and in a performant way? Um, So I think there's an evolution where there's a maturity scale, and we might be at the beginning. It's not that it's completely unsafe, but there are definitely going to be evolutions in security standards. And and speaking of security standards, you do have to keep in line with regulation. It's it's a a cliche to say that the regulators are playing catch-up, but it's a cliche because it's true and further regulation is coming will come how do you keep 
on top of that or, or perhaps even ahead of it? Well, I think um, there's probably a lot, a lot of people better qualified than me to answer that, particularly in the banking space. But I, I do think that's an interesting point that one of the things that has been a huge pressure on the banking industry for many years is that burden of compliance. And that actually is a really key competence of of the banking sector. And so as we look at the kind of the new dynamics of delivering digital services and how they want to use partners, actually let's think about how partners need to be using the banks to be understanding regulation, to be understanding building, you know, very risk-sensitive platforms, which they've done for many, many years, and actually they've done quite well. So I think, yes, it's inevitable that there will be new regulation. I think it's interesting that we see a bit of a dichotomy between something like GDPR, which is about protecting our data, and something like PSD2, which is about forcing data to be handed over. That's that's an interesting kind of juxtaposition for me. And, and And I wonder if, as we move forward, looking beyond open APIs, which, you know, in the, in the EU at least, are mandated to be to be open and free to access. And as we start moving into the premium API space where, where we can start charging for data access, I wonder if there will be less of a handing over the data and uh, more of a creation of, you know, here's my data set, you can come and play in my sand pit. And instead of spreading the data into further and further corners where, as you've said, you know, do we really know what those counterparts are doing with the data? What if we created a neutral environment where people could run their own algorithms, their own analysis on our data set and just extract the value rather than extracting the data itself? In terms of what Equinix does, where do you see your biggest challenge in the near future? Well, I think um, the challenge is in you know keeping up with what, what what customers are doing and making sure that that we're positioned to help them. We we host across our global platform uh, a huge number of financial services firms. So over twelve hundred and fifty are are hosting their technology in our data centres, and we see their needs in terms of interconnection, who they need to connect with securely and privately evolving at a really rapid scale, um, driven by APIs, driven by regulation, driven by competition and new technologies and things like that. And so it's really about understanding the challenges, the business challenges that our customers are going through and helping them translate that into infrastructure solutions. But the biggest area that we're working on at the moment is really connecting into the public cloud space, so connecting legacy infrastructure to public cloud environments either for in-house innovation projects or to connect with partner ecosystems. And I think that's something we'll continue to see. I guess the the, the furthest ahead in our customer base are now really looking at inter-cloud routing and connecting multi-cloud, hybrid cloud environments. And it's uh, it's a complex challenge for them, but we're, we're, we're helping them. Thank you very much, Eleni Coldray.